Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war that be continue to give us bread and circus and keep their peasants and the minions occupied with things like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and this fledgling romance. Countries across the world, including ours, are literally being invaded by illegal immigrants whether they are walking into the country, whether they are boating into the country, we are seeing shifts in population like we have never seen before. I, of course, have my theories on why this is and what this looks like. I don't think this is organic. Nothing about this is organic, actually, if you really stop and pay attention. And if you look at the numbers, specifically over the last four years here in the United States and with this current administration and what's happening at our southern border, nothing about this is organic. Now, the people that will say, well, you're a racist because typically people that come to this country are people that are non-Caucasian. I don't care. We could have an influx of French Canadians coming across the border illegally, and I would be screaming from the rooftops. I personally don't think that anyone should be able to come to our country and live here freely, openly, taking advantage of all of the things that our incredible country has to offer without going through the proper channels. That's just the way it goes. That's the way that it has been for centuries. If you go back to tribal mentality. In fact... There's an incredible documentary about chimpanzees in a certain part of Africa, and they are incredibly territorial. And from time to time, the pack of chimpanzees will go up to the border of the other territory just to flex their muscle, just to say, hey, if we wanted to, we could come over here and we could get into a little tussle if we want. We could throw down and maybe we expand our territory. And you want to know what happens? The pack of defending chimpanzees meets them at the border and says, uh-uh-uh, you're not coming in here. This is our territory. The alphas, 
the leaders, the males are the front line of defense for the female chimps, for the baby chimps, and for that territory. It's in the animal kingdom, and it has been in our human kingdom since the dawn of time. Whether it's with a wall, whether it's with moats, whether it's with, uh, you know, other barrier type devices, that is part of our inherent nature and our culture. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. Somehow here, the same people in the United States will tell you that we are the most racist country, that we treat people like garbage. Those are the same people welcoming illegal immigrants to our country and handing them everything on a silver platter which doesn't make any sense to me. I've brought it up before on the show that all of these people that are screaming about these systemic racism problems in our country are literally welcoming people with open arms who are of non-Caucasian presentation. Well, if we're so racist, why, why you know, we're not seeing an onslaught of racial hate crimes happening in this country. No. We're simply saying there's legal channels. If you want to benefit from all of the glorious things that this country has to offer, you need to go about it in the proper way. So while everyone's watching Monday Night Football and posting pictures of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's mom all cozied up in the skybox, this year to date, the United States has had 2,860,127. These were the total enforcement encounters that happened between a person of authority in our country and someone trying to come into our country illegally. We're almost at 3 million people. That is a lot of people. That is a incredibly tremendous amount of strain and pressure on our systems, systems that are so broken for our own citizens, let alone an influx of people that then will be added to the list of people that need those support services, healthcare, education, food. Now, not saying that all, almost all of those 3 million people are now here in this country, but you can bet your bottom dollar that a significant number of them are. We hear way more about how many people are gaining access to our country than how many people have been turned away from our country. How many people have been sent back? And now, as a lover of humans, as somebody who thinks that everybody should 
have the opportunity. I feel very fortunate to have been born here and to have had the life that I've had and have the opportunities that I had. I can't help but ask a lot of questions surrounding this mass migration. Okay, we have a lot of people from Venezuela. I've never been to Venezuela. You hear all the stories, you hear the things, right? Well, the big story that we hear is that it's socialist. Socialism and communism have never benefited their people in the ways that they all tell us that it's going to. So we have Venezuela who's struggling, struggling. Now, if you have people in that country, and again, I will compare it to the United States because I think that we are at a tipping point as far as what our own citizens are going to be willing to do against our own government, because we already know what our own government is willing to do against its people. This is a tale as old as time. It's the same playbook over and over and over about what the government does to its own people. And I hope that if things really get hairy and if the stuff hits the fan, that we're done, that as American citizens, we're done putting up with the government nonsense, and that if we need to hit the streets, we hit the streets. But you see countries like Venezuela, having gone through it, having experienced it, and either those folks were not capable of doing it, of, you know, uh, standing their ground, overturning their government, they may not have the arms that we do. They are probably struggling to make a living, maybe struggling to feed their families. I get it. But who's to say that with that experience and that mindset and that sort of inability for whatever reason, and that's not a dig on somebody and their human spirit and, and the fight. That's just saying for whatever reason, couldn't organize, couldn't beef a, a citizen army together, whatever the case may be, if that was unable to be accomplished in your country of origin with your friends, your family, people that speak the language, you share cultural ties, all of those things. Who's to say that when you come to this country, you're going to be able to accomplish it? You're going to be on the right side of things when you come here. That's concerning to me. And it's significantly concerning to me because we have the liberal side of our government. And I would even say significant number of Republicans because these Republicans, they just lurk in the shadows and they just present themselves as these, you know, constitutionally driven representatives and they're not, they're all bogus. So you have this government system that is trying to placate to these people and demonstrate that they are supportive of the humanitarian needs and efforts. Well, that comes at a price. 
that's probably going to come at the cost of these folks having to align with those types of ideas and values and sentiments. Maybe the big carrot for undocumented immigrants in our country being able to get a driver's license is that you are automatically registered to vote as a Democrat. Maybe that's a stipulation. Would somebody coming from another country who comes into to this country not knowing anything about our political system, not knowing anything about the absolute degeneracy of our government, know that that is potentially a bad thing? Of course not. Got a driver's license. Got a photo ID. That's like, that's like the first step in a long line of steps to living a pretty regular, normal life here in the United States. Photo identification, driver's license, I can get around town. You mean to tell me that all I have to do is register as a Democrat in order to get this? Done. I don't know what that means. I don't know about U.S. politics. I probably don't even care. It's my ticket. And I'm happy to cash in that ticket. And do I think that our government knows that? Absolutely. Of course they do. There is nothing for free when it comes to the government and what they say they're going to do for us. Everything comes at a cost. Everything is an exchange. And everything comes with this sort of savior complex. And what is crazy to me is that as American citizens, and especially the citizens that believe that we should just be without borders, and love is love, and come on in, everything's great here, come, take advantage of what the U.S. has to offer, it's amazing, go to school, healthcare. We aren't even taking care of our own people. And yet these lunatics that want this open border, no wall situation, influx of whomever, you know, whenever, from wherever, they are literally abandoning their own fellow citizens Again, it's like another form of wild virtue signaling. Well, I don't care about the kids that don't have clean drinking water here in the United States. I don't care about the communities that are just absolutely overrun with rampant fentanyl use. Coming in from the southern border, thank you so much. I don't care about the high cost of gas. I don't care about inflation. It's more important for me to say, no, come on in. Come on into our country. I feel so bad for what you don't have in your country. Just come to mine. We'll give it to you. The mental gymnastics spinning in my head of what that must be like 
to have those thought processes is wild. It's really crazy to me. I don't understand it. It's this totally liberal mentality, but you can't even justify why you're doing it for some and and not for others. And, and those others are technically our own. And that's okay. It's okay to have this idea of taking care of your own people first. Never would I not feed my son to go take food to the neighbor's house first. I would never do that. That doesn't make me a horrible person. It actually makes me a a better person that I'm keeping my own. I'm taking care of what is mine. If I've got extra, sure. If I don't, sorry. There's this other sort of looming statistic that I don't think people are paying enough attention to. And this is the number of military-aged men that are coming into our country and other countries. And I'm going to get to that primarily in the second half of the show and what I really think is a huge possibility for that. Men are the backbones of societies. They just are. They just are. I love gender roles. I love the divisions of that. I love it when men and women completely step into their gender roles as fully as possible. And men are the backbones of our society. And what we need are good men to be the backbones of our society the ones willing to go out and and work, the ones that are willing to go out and hunt, bring in the kill, the ones that are willing to protect their possessions, their homes, their families, whether that's on your property or out. And I am concerned with the mentality of what is being brought to our country if the staggering number of people entering our country are military-aged men. Those men have just now left their country of origin. Again, their language, their culture, their religion, their food, their friends, their family. They've just up and left. They have left that society to be now potentially in shambles. Women need men. Men need women. Children need fathers. So you have this absence of that. You also now have an absence of protectors in your community. Hopefully they were. Hopefully they weren't just criminals and gang members and 
you know, people looking for a, a free handout, but hopefully they were protect, uh, you know, productive members of their societies. And if that's the case, they're, they're no longer there. Were they shop owners? Were they police officers? Were they in their own country's military? That idea of having the capability to abandon rather than stay and build up is of concern to me. In fact, I can't imagine, and probably just because our country is so amazing, and if you don't want to admit that, that's on you, but our country is so amazing that not a lot of people just up and abandon. Sure, we have this luxury of saying, "Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go be an expat. Yeah, like I'm gonna go live in Ecuador, and it's gonna be like super cheap, and I'm gonna like live there. Yeah, that's by choice. But you're also probably bringing your family with you. You might be of retirement age. You might be privileged enough to be able to show your children." different parts of the country or have a job where you can move around and be flexible and sort of take them out of the, the kind of nine to five and the, the drag of the work week and that structured schooling environment. Like you might have the abilities to do that. That's totally fine. And I actually view that very differently. I don't view that as an abandonment necessarily of our country. I view that as chances are they're probably going to come back and live here. And they're probably going to bring back some really worldly experiences that will benefit them as a human being, as an individual, and as a member of society. But I don't know if I can say that that's the same in these reverse situations. Men coming from Venezuela, men coming from Mexico, men coming from Africa over to Italy. I don't think that that is the same notion. It's giving... <laughs> it's giving like fear vibes of what are all of these men like what have they left behind and what is their idea of contribution now that they're here in our country I'm going to step away, take a super short little break. You guys are going to hear from our amazing sponsors and we're going to keep going on this when I come back in the second half of the show. I am Nurse Beth. You are listening to Nurses Out Loud here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's time and this is world. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. 
Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation 
We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to the show. Diving in deep on this weird immigration shift that we are seeing around the world. It's a hot topic here in the United States. We see it day in and day out. We've got the numbers, almost 3 million encounters just this year with people trying to enter our country illegally. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Now, talking about that, here's one thing that I just cannot conceptualize. So if we're going to talk about dollars and if we're going to talk about you know, the expenditure of what this costs to, um, I guess, potentially house these people. Because as I'm sure everyone has seen, if you haven't seen in New York City, the Roosevelt Roosevelt Hotel, which used to be a hotel. I mean, at its prime, it was hosting parties and galas and it was fancy and you were kind of, you know, you either saved up a lot of money to be able to stay there or it was the elite and it was this sort of, you know, upper echelon people stayed at the Roosevelt. It is literally now surrounded by National Guardsmen or some facet of our military and it is housing illegal immigrants. They've converted this beautiful, posh, expensive hotel into basically a migrant camp. This is crazy. No, I I just don't understand how anyone in their right mind can think that this is an appropriate move, a, a good move, a safe move. Like the money alone. Okay, so let's just talk about this. I don't know the numbers, but however many people are in the Roosevelt Hotel right now, we're paying for water, electricity. They probably have the internet. Let's not let's not fool ourselves into thinking that this isn't borderline luxurious still. They need food the taxpayer dollars for the armed guards that are outside. So government entity. Why, why is this a thing? Why are we spending all of this money for people that have broken a law versus loading up a big old plane and flying them back to their country of origin. The cost I would have to think would be comparable. I would have to think that it would be a wash almost immediately 
if not in a very short-term situation. The cost of putting up hundreds of people at the Roosevelt Hotel with just those things that I've listed, probably astronomical. And especially because our government is just a spending machine. Put, put them on a plane. Take them back. Does that sound cruel and callous? I, I don't know. It doesn't to me. What I don't understand how we've gotten to this place where we're just like, yeah, all right, come on in. As it turns out, we've got this gorgeous hotel set up for you. And you want a driver's license? Sure. You want to put your kids in public school? Yeah, absolutely. This is crazy. It's absolutely asinine to me, and I don't get it. Put people back on a plane, put them on a bus, and take them back. Return. Return to sender. Cannot be that difficult. If they endured the walk across the river, if they endured the crawling under the barbed wire fence, the return trip is going to be much nicer. And again, what I always find fascinating is that we want to talk about, oh, these people are fleeing. They're fleeing from persecution. They're fleeing from war. They're fleeing. They're fleeing. They're fleeing. Are we so ignorant to think, especially with what our news, if you're somebody that still watches the news, when is the last time that we heard about a war in Mexico? We know about the drug cartels, sure. We know that it's a challenging country in some regards to earn a living or maybe even have a business, right? We're privileged as Americans and we maybe look at places like Mexico or Venezuela and say, oh, well, they just, they, they need better. They deserve better. Okay, well, you can work for better. You can do all of those things in another country that's the foundation of how America was built. We did that. We created the standard for what working gets you, for potentially what saving your money gets you, for you know investing in yourself or a business. Sure. We're, we're kind of the gold standard of that. That doesn't come with its pitfalls. It certainly comes with a, a barrage of negative things associated with all of that too, that sort of rat race lifestyle and this, you know, people living in debt and this kind of keeping up with the Joneses idea. Sure. It's always got negatives to it. But this excuse that everyone is fleeing from something just is not accurate. I don't think it's accurate one bit. What I think is more accurate is that people look to the United States as this beacon, as still the greatest country in the world, and people want to be here. 
They want to take advantage of all of the opportunities. And some people want to take advantage in the literal sense of sneaking across the border. And then other people, when I say take advantage, mean have access to all of those opportunities. And those people tend to do it the correct way. Work visa, student visa, green card, whatever the case may be. I don't understand why we cannot and why we are not advocating for mass deportation. I think that that is a necessary intervention. And we've heard Trump talk about it. Should there be an election? Should he be elected? But it will appear as though it's going to be the largest mass deportation event that's ever happened in our country's history. And frankly, I don't know how they can get far enough into our country that then we even have to plan for that. I saw some videos going around on the webs the other day. And it was of our border patrol people cutting the razor wire to allow people in. Like this is the level of corruption that we're facing. This is the absolute plan and organized efforts, but for what? I have some ideas. I have some ideas on the but for what, especially here in the U.S. Globally, it does tie into us, but I think it's, well, they're, they're, they're certainly related. U.S., of course, I think those people are going to be let into the country. I think they're going to be issued driver's license. I think they're going to be issued identification cards. I think they're going to be registered to vote. And I think that the stipulation of you being, you know, here, getting your housing, getting your food, getting your medications, getting all the things, all the services out of the taxpayer's dollar, and you are going to go vote and you're going to vote Democratic or we're just going to put your name on a ballot and we're going to cast that vote for you. And then in the hopes that the Democrats get reelected. This is what I think is part of the ultimate plan. Because, again, nothing comes without an exchange. It's all a tit for tat. A big tit for tat. And if we want to talk big, let's go big. Let's talk about this. The U.S. isn't the only country right now experiencing an onslaught of illegal immigration. In fact, a country that I think is actually really interesting that's getting hit super hard is Italy. Italy has seen this year 126,000 illegal immigrants, which you think to yourself, oh, well, that that pales in comparison to the United States. But let's also look at country size, right? Like land, um, population. I mean, that is significant comparatively. I'd like to draw your attention to one place in particular in Italy. There is a little island called Lampedusa. I'm probably butchering that because I don't speak Italian, but Lampedusa This little island has its own native population of about 6,000 people. 
it now has more illegal immigrants on that island than it does native inhabitants of that island. In fact, they recorded over 7,000 people arriving by boat from Northern Africa to this island in a 48-hour time frame. That is wild. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Ima like, imagine that for a second. You're living on, on an island, first of all. So you're kind of trapped. There's no other real, you know, cities to flee to. There's no exit strategy that's, you know, as easily accessible as hopping in your car and hopping the state lines, driving a couple hours and sort of getting away from the mayhem. Or I'm here in Arizona. If I really get fed up with the border stuff, yeah, I could dip out. Mm, I don't know. Head to Wyoming. Kind of want to be in Wyoming anyways, but you know, there, there's, there's other options, but you're living on an island and all of a sudden this island is completely overrun by people from another country who have arrived there illegally. And again, I don't care where these people are coming from. I don't care that they're coming from Africa. I, I, I wouldn't care if they were coming from Australia. They are not allowed to be there. This isn't how this works. You don't just get to show up someplace and then live there. You want to go on a vacation? Great. Catch a flight. But you're showing up on these rickety boats packed with people, you're not bringing any valuable resources to the table. The, the, I, I don't think that any of these people are going to be a part of any solution should there be a problem. And much like the United States in where we are, oh, we're just so soft and we're just so delicate about this issue and oh, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and well they're here now so we should probably just take care of them much like that u.s mentality italy seems to be demonstrating the same thing they have a facility on this island that can house 400 people that to me already is a lot i'm like eh, that's about like 398 too many so you're housing 400 people in this little space and whatever their process is for documenting or, you know, keeping people there for however long, food, shelter, whatever. I don't know. I don't know the Italian process. But what I do know is that Italy, much like us, is taking these people and distributing them amongst Italy. They're going to now be sending thousands of these people over to the island of Capri. Like, what, what, what's Capri going to do with them? 
you're you're this is not a solution to the problem. It's just a redistribution of the problem. It's just the one island saying like, oh gosh, we're we're at max capacity. Could another island take some of these people? I have an idea. Have an airplane take the people back to where the people came from. And the treacherous journey to Italy will not be a treacherous journey back from your country of origin. We'll offer you peanuts and a, and a juice of complimentary snacks, maybe even a movie. I don't understand how we are not literally putting our feet down about this. It's insane. We're so content to spend our own resources and to disrupt the lives of our own people under this guise of compassion, because it truly it's a guise of compassion. You see these people in New York, they're literally sleeping on the sidewalk. Is that compassionate? Is that compassion? You know, people sleeping on the hard floors of, I, I saw it at actually a police station. I saw a video of it. Is that compassion? You know, my assumption is, is that these people who have come to our country and maybe even the same people that have left Africa to go to um, Italy or people in Middle Eastern countries that have left to go to countries in Europe. My assumption is, is that you had some sort of living while you were there. Is it American standards? I don't know. Did you have a roof over your head? Probably. Did you have a, a sleeping area? Probably. Whether that be a mattress or a sleeping mat or whatever the case may be. Yeah, you probably had those things. They were somewhat comfortable, more than likely. And you've exchanged that for literally sleeping on the sidewalks in Manhattan. And we as human beings are going to look at that and be like, oh, we're awesome. And those people are so much better off. And I feel better as a human because I supported that. No. That's also a level of insanity that lingers with the left or anyone that thinks that this is a great idea or that supports this or doesn't see a bigger picture. Here's the bigger picture that I see. As we barrel ahead towards 2030, and as we sort of continually see more exposure of this dystopian nightmare that we are living in day in and day out, and has how we you know, I still see people at the store wearing masks. I still see people lining up to get their COVID boosters. I still see all of these hamsters on the matrix wheel, just happy as little clams going about everything, literally ushering in the new world order, just on their hands and knees begging for it. I can't help but think that one of the carrots and one of the dangles for these folks who have been granted amnesty or been given, you know, these 
passes to be in these countries freely. I would render a guess that these are prime individuals for donning a UN military outfit. A lot of military aged men. Well, they're, they're not going to be joining the United States military. They didn't come here to fight. They came here to live. However, when the biggest carrot of all, you want to stay here, you want to participate, you want to be on the team of the ruling class, you want to be on the projected winning team, you want to be on the team that's going to boss all these people around, you want to flex your muscles coming into a new country and now sitting up on this pedestal, partner with us. Put on one of these UN caps right around these 15-minute cities, keeping all of these people in check, threatening to take their guns. Shoot, it's going to be real easy in countries that don't have guns. Imagine that. You've got a criminal background? We don't care. You were in a gang? Oh, it's fine. You're probably aggressive. You've probably had some fisticuffs with some people before. Perfect. You're perfect for us. Because our mission is to control all of these people who didn't want you here in the first place. Imagine, imagine that. The leverage that they could have to go to all these people to say, hey, when we come knocking on your door and we hand you this uniform, it's go time. But you're going to like it. And here's why. Because you're at the top. You're going to be at the top of the food chain. And I almost have to wonder if these types of individuals, you don't, you don't have anything to lose anyways. You've left everything that you know. You've left your comfortability. You've taken a treacherous journey. Crime, climbed through barbed wire. Risk getting, you know, apprehended at the border. You've sailed through the seas to get to wherever you're going. You've maybe had to hide out, lay low for a little while. Like it's not an easy process. Once you get here, it seems pretty easy. They don't have anything to lose. The thought of potentially partnering in a mass global military operation in exchange for something that was much better than what you had, where you were living, where you grew up, may not be, may not be that bad of an offer. Might be a lot of people taking them up on that. You know? Who knows when it's going to happen, too? So how long do you get to live here before that knock on your door? And you've voted correctly because that was part of the other stipulation. So maybe you're now getting additional government benefits. 
I just don't think it's that far out of the realm of possibility. Because what I don't think is happening is I don't think that all of these young men are coming to foreign countries to say, hey, I'm here to help build up the infrastructure of this nation. I'm here to help correct all the wrongs that have ever been been done here. I'm here to help the citizens take back this country. Um, no, that's not happening. And I feel pretty confident in saying that. And I feel pretty confident in saying it's not happening because these people have no idea. We still have people in this country that believe the original 9-11 story. You, th- you think somebody coming across the border is, is going to be in tune with all of our government atrocities and come to fight on the side of the citizens? No. Get out of here. Not even in the realm of possibility. Not even close. So maybe that's it. Maybe we are seeing more steps towards this ultimate power shift. A people shift can lead to power shift. And maybe that's what we're seeing. Maybe it's evidence happening right now. And what are we going to do about it? I think we have to get significantly more firm in our convictions. I think we have, if you're not calloused, I think you've got to start to be a little bit more calloused. Does it make me sad that people don't have the same opportunities that we have here in the U.S.? A little, sure. But does that sadness override my beliefs that if you want to come to this country and have the opportunity to take advantage of everything this country has to offer, you have to go about it the right way? Yes. That's, that's what has to be done. My sadness doesn't override that. I don't think to myself, oh my gosh, I'm going to sponsor like four immigrant families and let them live with me and I'm going to feed them before I feed myself and my own son. No. Not happening. It's just not happening. On a human level, I can empathize. And yet on that same human level, I can hard stop and say, this is acceptable and this is not acceptable. And we all need to get, we all need to get to some sort of place where it's hard stops for us. And for some, it might be easier than others. I think for some it's easy because we've come out of COVID with a lot of hard stops and for others, we're still participating. But those are my thoughts. I think we're seeing a massive people shift in order to potentially have a massive power shift. So only time will tell. We'll keep paying attention and we'll see if this next year and with a potential election, some things unfold that will maybe undo some of that. Never know. But with that being said, that is all the time we have for today, friends. 
But remember, we are here on the air five days a week, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern with a different nurse host daily. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses. As we walk you through all of these hot topics, we will empower you with information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses and this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Beth, and you can find me here every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. Until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless. Join us weekdays with a different nurse host daily where no topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness. It's time and this is-